Give thanks to the Lord, for they are good. Their love endures forever. Psalm 107, verse 1. Good morning. Welcome to this place, our sanctuary where we meet God and each other. We acknowledge that we are gathering on traditional territory of Indigenous and Métis people. With this acknowledgement also comes our search to live in right relations with all our neighbours and all of creation. We ask for God's help to do this as we journey together. Looking at the life of the congregation, just a few highlights. Um, please save the date for November 9th. We are finally returning to the annual Grace Auction. Uh, as well, there is Seniors Coffee on Thursday at 2.30, and I believe Mel has an announcement. I'd like you to take a note at the bottom of the front page on the inside of the bulletin there. Um, something we don't do frequently, so I wanted to make note of it, um, that we are taking time for half an hour each, uh, each Tuesday for the next four, well, we did last week and we'll do it again this coming week, to take time to pray with whoever who comes. Um, it sort of springs out of the time when... Um, there was um, the call to action from the Mennonite Church Manitoba in Canada in regards to the search the landfill and that there were people meeting and gathering in Winnipeg and I thought hmm we've not talked about that much I've not heard people talking about it much and I felt it would be something if we were actually praying and talking together then when things come up ways for us to participate with others it seems like it's coming out of our time together and that which we think and pray about so thought it would be good to do four weeks of gathering to talk a bit to pray together and to especially about the things that concern us and this week, if you've been watching the news or this weekend, um, there's been renewed uh, violence um, in Israel-Palestine. And so for us, I, I would say divinely coincidentally, we actually prayed about that last Tuesday. Um, and now we'll have that to pray about as well as we gather. So um, Tuesday, 6.30 to 7, it's kind of after supper, but right before your evening starts. So please feel free to, welcome, to join us and we'll enjoy a time of praying together. As we enter fall, we all return from our busy, yet hopefully relaxing summers, back to routine and familiarity, and this includes the new church here. As we come together again, it's good to reacquaint ourselves with those we may not have seen for a while, and those who may be new to us. So while we do this during coffee after the service, for a series of five weeks, we also want to incorporate, into our, incorporate it into our worship. So at this time during the service, we want to take time to simply say hi to those around us. If you don't know somebody, please take this time to also introduce yourself. Go ahead.
All right. Uh, would, would you stand if you're able? And we will start with our gathering song, which is What is This Place? Loving God, who acts in our lives and our world, as we worship this morning, we start by asking, what do you want to show us? So I'll just start this one over again. I thought we were used to this one by now. You do not need to say anything from the screen. You are allowed to be reflective on this piece. Loving God, who acts in our lives and our world, as we worship this morning, we start by asking, what do you want to show us? And we'll stop there. <laughs> what is it that you want us to see? We trust that you are here with us and that through our worship, our hearts will be more and more in tune with yours. Number 129, O worship our God.
Deuteronomy 16, 13 to 15. Celebrate the festival of tabernacles for seven days after you have gathered the produce off your threshing floor and your wine press. Be joyful at your festival, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, the Levites, the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows who live in your towns. For seven days, celebrate the festival to the Lord your God at the place the Lord will choose. For the Lord your God will bless you in all your harvest and in all the work of your hands, and your joy will be complete. So since you have proven yourselves eager and very capable of reading along, I ask that you participate with this prayer. Uh, Reading the bold, please. The world is filled with the glory of God, and we say, The forests and fields are filled with color, and we say, The vines and trees have been filled with fruit and vegetables, and we say, Our tables are filled with enough food, and we say, Our lives are filled with family and friends, and we say, We will fill this place with our voices, saying, Thanksgiving. Good for uh, you all to be here at some, as we, as Jen and I get to sit up here. I have to say it's very um, easy to say thanks for all of you when we see you all streaming into, uh, into be together and to worship and be together this morning. Here in Canada, Thanksgiving um, first became a national holiday back in 1879, and there's lore about its beginnings before that. I don't really need to tell you. Um, You can search it on Google, so this isn't anything new. But when you take a look at it, if you don't take a look at it in Canada, um, there has been Thanksgiving for years before we actually started to say this is national holiday. First Nations have had traditions of Thanksgiving for surviving winters and receiving crops and game as reward for their hard work. Their traditions in the past would have included things like feasts and, and prayer and dance, potlatch and other ceremonies. For Europeans coming, for settlers, um, some point to the 1500s when Frobisher made his way from England through the Northwest Passage, wanting to establish a settlement there. After an adventurous journey, and you can imagine how adventurous it was in those times, in those days, it goes that, quote, upon arriving and having endured numbers of setbacks, their preacher gave them a godly sermon, exhorting them especially to be thankful to God for their strange and miraculous deliverance in those so dangerous places, end of quote. And then French settlers would have come a little bit later, and they too shared meals with their indigenous neighbors as part of thanksgiving. In America, the lore points uh, into pilgrims in Massachusetts in around the 1600s, celebrating harvest again also with their indigenous neighbors. One leader's diary at the time noted this, Our harvest being in, they went out fowling or hunting, so we might rejoice together after we had gathered the fruit of our labors. They hunted as much fowl as served the company almost a week, and some ninety indigenous came, and among them their greatest king, and they went out and killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation. 
And although it be not always so plentiful as it was at this time, yet, by the goodness of God, we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty. The Deuteronomy passage that Jen read refers to something called the annual festival of booths that God commanded to the Hebrews through Moses. They were supposed to keep it. Now the booth, and this is something contemporary that still practices part of religious ceremony and practice, but the booths themselves referred to a walled structure covered with overgrowth or palm leaves. It was a temporary dwelling in which farmers would live during harvest times, this reinforcing its agricultural significance as a harvest festival celebrating it soon after the the gathering in, as was read, and the Lord blessing you in all your produce and the work of your hands. But the symbolism was to take them beyond that. The booths were also representative of the simple and temporary dwellings they lived in during their 40 years in the desert when they had come out of Egypt. So in addition to harvest roots, the holiday held spiritual significance, a, a constant reminder that God's deliverance and provision had been present when they needed it. A time of thanking God for now having what they needed after much time of not having. Thanksgiving. For safe journeys, for food, for eventual home. So I ask us, what about us? What are we thankful for? What do we need? What's in our hearts today and and all of the time? I'd ask you just to take a moment to, to give that a little bit of reflection and thought. Just a few seconds. Ritual and formal days impress those things on us, that which we're thankful for. And today, though, I want to encourage us and your throughout the year, Thanksgiving, with the disciplines of table grace. That is, praying either once or two or three times during the day, however many times you happen to eat. This little book has been put out, um, this one that I have here, by the Canadian Food Grain Bank. It's a table, a collection of table graces. We have a whole bunch of them on the back table there, and um, I'm going to ask us to uh, take a look at them later. But there are five of them in this book today, and I want to name a couple of different aspects of taking time daily at times of gathering together and eating, sharing food to give thanks. So like I said, after the service, if you've been encouraged by some of what's in here, I'd encourage you to take it home and use this throughout your days as a way of giving thanks. We're going to start the day. I'm going to have a little bit of this going on. I'm going to ask Tim for that second screen. And I don't know if, I hope you guys know these songs, because if you don't, then I'm singing alone, and I really don't want to sing a solo. So this, these are all coming from this book. Does it do, put up your hand if you know this one. Do you know this one? Oh, this is good. Okay. Now, I've just got my guitar with me so I can start us on the right key. You know, like from songs like Coins Count, that I usually lead us in bad directions. So I'm just starting, and then we're going to sing a cappella, okay? If you know it, and you do. God is great, and God is good. Let us thank God for our food. By God's hand we all are fed. Thank you, Lord, for daily bread. Thank you, Lord, for daily bread. I'll ask Otto and Heather to come now. Heather's going to read first and then Otto. 
Psalms 145, Selected Verses. I will honor you, my God. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praises. Parents praise your works to their children. They tell of your mighty acts. I will meditate on your wonderful works. I will proclaim your great deeds, your abundant goodness, and joyfully sing of your holy acts. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Good to all, the Lord shows great concern for all he has made. Your works and your faithful people praise you, O Lord. They tell of the glory of your kingdom so that all people may know. The Lord is trustworthy and faithful in all he promises and does. The Lord takes good care of all who fall and lifts up those who feel helpless. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is ready to help all who call on God, who really mean it when they do. He satisfies the needs of those who respect him He hears the cry and saves them. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. The children can come forward. We're going to have a bit of a time here together before you head off to Children's Church. Even some that have ties on, just like I do. I have a tie. I know you do. Yours is brighter than mine. I like that color. Is that purple? Oh, no, it's red. It's red. Okay. I knew that. I probably did. Come on up here, everybody. So today, well, we'll wait for everybody. Come on up. Today, what we're going to do is, I'm going to, like I said, we're going to do some table graces or prayers that we have before eating that I'm going to share with the adults. But I'd like to do it with you, too. Now, what do you take a look up here? Do you see all kinds of stuff? What do you see? Pumpkins and more pumpkins and flowers. Yes, yeah. Keep going. Yes, bees got honey going on there. Yes. Anybody else? What do you see back here? Salsa, that's right. Luna? A chair, you bet. And that where we sit when we're eating our food. Yeah. Griffin? Pickles. There's pickles on there. Yes. Squash. Do you like squash? Yeah, me too. Do you grow them in a garden? Yeah, we do too. We grow squash also in the garden. You do squash also in the garden? Emily. Pumpkins. There's pumpkins. I see applesauce there, I think. I see back there, there's some apple juice that was made. All really good stuff that we would eat when we're at a table together. Now, it's Thanksgiving. I imagine some... Yes, yes, um, Ben. Yes. So now I'm going to ask you, do you, have you been maybe at a table with a lot of people at Thanksgiving or might you be at your grandma and grandpa's or your parents? Well, you know what? Sometimes when we do that, we do say a table grace. You have. Oh, good. I hope it was fun or will be. Yeah. Now, this is what I'm going to do with you, though. I am going to teach you three table graces, and you can choose whichever one you like best when you go to your grandparents' house and you tell them, that you don't care what they want to do, this is what you want to do, okay? 
and then you are going to do this together with them, okay? Now, I'm going to teach you. It's three songs, okay? The first one, have you heard the song, Hands, Hands, Hands? No. Well, this one you got to do. Okay, here we go. And this is, you're going to sing it with me after the first time, okay? Hands, hands, hands. Got it? Thank you, God, for hands. Food, food, food. Thank you, God, for food. And then you told hands. You say, friends, friends, friends. Thank you, God, for friends. Amen. Okay, now that we know it, we're going to sing it a little faster, okay? Ready? And you're going to you get in with me. Hands, hands, hands. Thank you, God, for hands. Food, food, food. Thank you, God, for food. Friends, friends, friends. Thank you, God, for friends. Amen. Okay, that's one. We should have a vote into which one we think we're going to like the best. Now, this one's a little different because you're all very young. You might not know. Does anybody know who Superman is? Yeah. yeah. Cartoon character? Yeah. Did, what did Superman do? Did Superman walk? No. Drive a car? No. Rode a horse? No. He flies. Superman flies. Chases them. Okay. Well, how did he fly? Like this? And like this, right? Okay, here we go. You ready? Thank you, God, for giving us food. Thank you, God, for giving us food. For the things that we eat and the friends that we meet. Thank you, God, for giving us food. That's a pretty good one. I think we should do it a little faster. Ready? Thank you, God, for giving us food. Thank you, God, for giving us food. For the food that we eat and the friends that we meet. Thank you, God, for giving us food. One more. Now this one, I don't know. Uh, you could bang on tables. You could stomp your feet. This is what we're going to do. You ready? Okay. Ready? God is great and God is good. Let us thank God for our food. By God's hands we all are fed. Thank you, Lord, for daily bread. Oh, boy. You, could, you know you could do that on the table, and, but that might get a little a rowdy. Let's, 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 uh, let's do it one more time with everybody here, so we're going to fill this room with thanksgiving by stomping feet and hands. You ready? God is great and God is good. Let us thank God for our food. By God's hands we all are fed. Thank you, Lord, for daily bread. Okay. Now, you can, I was wrong, I, would, I didn't mean it. You can do whatever your parents or grandparents want to do when you pray at the meal. But if you want to do one of these prayers, you do it with them, okay? Okay, off you go to Children's Church. Way you go. Yes, it is. <laughs> Why don't you stand for this one? Sing to the Lord, oh sing God a new song, oh sing to the Lord, oh sing God a new song, oh sing to the Lord, oh sing God a new song, oh sing to the Lord, 
to the Lord. By marvelous power, the Lord has done wonders. By marvelous power, the Lord has done wonders. By marvelous power, the Lord has done wonders. Oh, sing to the Lord. Oh, sing to the Lord. So dance for the Lord and blow all the trumpets. So dance for the Lord and blow all the trumpets. So dance for the Lord and blow all the trumpets. So sing to the Lord. Go sing to the Lord. Oh, shout to the Lord who gave us the Spirit. Oh, shout to the Lord who gave us the Spirit. Oh, shout to the Lord who gave us the Spirit. Oh, sing to the Lord. Oh, sing to the Lord. For Jesus is Lord. Amen. Alleluia. For Jesus is Lord. Amen. Alleluia. For Jesus is Lord. Amen. Alleluia. Oh, sing to the Lord. Oh, sing to the Lord. forgot to tell you um, and by telling the children that all of these pumpkins here are for the taking and um, there's how many more Um, they come from actually um, Pat and Wilf's place where there was a a field of pumpkins it was all orange and quite amazing so if you like pumpkins um, come and grab one or see them there's going to be even more if you want them so um, yeah really good The verbs used in the verses that Heather read earlier are numerous. They say, God, I will honor you, I will praise you, I will meditate on you, proclaim and joyfully sing of you. These are big, effusive verbs that we often use for what and who we can see rather than for God who we don't. For example, we we praise politicians who we think are going to lead us to the promised land like no one ever has. We praise honor scientists and inventors and writers who discover and and create that which changes us in our world by what they do. We actually proclaim the greatness of athletes who lead our teams to championships. We sing joyfully the songs of entertainers who have global reputations and sell out stadiums. We meditate on and, and try to imitate business people who make millions for themselves and their shareholders. Yet, For indigenous peoples and those who shared Thanksgiving together many, many years ago, and like the Festival of Booths, in the past, it was not at least that Thanksgiving began with people. It it wasn't about people. Oh, their heroes were also remembered, but the point of gathering was always to remember and thank God from whom all blessings flow. In a different time, when maybe that maybe seemed easier to do in some ways, in some senses, When, as priest Carlo Coretto writes, people lived so close to nature, that which they needed to survive and live on, that they didn't understand, nature they didn't understand, that God was simply the way to understand it, because there was no other way. It was built into them. Coretto, 
already writing back in 1974, spoke of our struggle to see God in that same way. We are now very sight-trained, and it's a different kind of sight-training. Our eyes stop at what's in front of us, explanations in front of us, not the invisible or the mystical, but simply what we can explain and see and therefore understand. Our eyes stop. They don't see what might be behind that which we see right in front of us. Or maybe I'll simply say we see that in different ways. And then maybe when we can't or don't have faith to see beyond what's right in front of us, what's immediate or explained, well then human self-sufficiency and proficiency, the imminent, tosses out the transcendent. And then I wonder if thanks at the table for simple nourishment and family and basic needs can be tossed along with it. I imagine that for we who believe in God, in the transcendent, or at least trying to in times which offer many, many reasons not to, thanksgiving is our humble way of saying, yes, we still have faith. No, we ourselves are not the center. We look beyond ourselves and what we see to God who is behind it. A quote by Paul Harvey, whom you old-timers might remember, says, Despite all of our artistic pretensions, sophistication, and many accomplishments, we owe our existence to a six-inch layer of topsoil and the fact that it rains. The imminent. Rain and soil captures our attention, and in a changing and endangered creation even more, and it needs to, it calls out for us to pay attention so that it will continue to be. We don't know what the future will bring what we'll create and build as food sources, how we'll make it and grow it. Man, when you watch science fiction movies or read the books, you just wonder what's next because science fiction 40 years ago has already become reality. But for today, for now, we are dependent on rain and soil, which comes from beyond us. It's beyond our making. We don't create it. It's from God who gave it to us as a gift. So this weekend, let's smile as we look at our tables full of food, our chairs full of people, and let's look beyond them to thank and praise, to proclaim and joyfully sing to and about God who has provided and given to us, being simply very, very thankful. The next song up here is a different one, and again, I'm just going to use my guitar to give us a chord. Do any of you remember the old song, Frere Jaca? Yeah. Well, this goes to that tune. So, mm, let's try it. God, our Father and our Mother, we give thanks, we give thanks for the food before us and the friends around us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. There is a grace that we learned on a beach in Brazil years ago when folks who had previously worked with MCC came back to visit. It's in English, not Portuguese, so I won't be trying to sing a solo. We liked it then, and we have been singing it ever since at home, and I think some of you probably know it as well. The words of this one, though, create a bit of a tension for us because we give thanks for that which others may not be able to give thanks for, those without what we are thanking God for. But it's a good tension, actually. 
it moves us into remembering our place in a world with those who do not experience the same as we do. And in being thankful and remembering those without, we are reminded and invited to follow Christ into giving as we have been given to. And this one I'm going to pray, play for. Um, you'll have the next one there. In case you haven't, um, haven't heard it, how many have heard this one? Or seen it, prayed it? Mark, over there, a few? I won't ask you to come up and sing it with me, Mark, but you can sing it from there. <laughs> so maybe we'll do it a couple times because I'll sing it the first time and then you'll join me the second time. It goes like this. Food in a world where many walk in hunger. For friends in a world where many walk alone. For faith in a world where many walk in fear. We give you thanks, O Lord. Now it's one that can be simply prayed or it can be sung if you're at home with it. Let's sing it together. For food in a world where many walk in hunger, for friends in a world where many walk alone, for faith in a world where many walk in fear, we give you thanks, O Lord. Now that you've learned it, we'll sing it one more time to just ingrain it, and also after we've learned something, we can sing it with meaning because we now feel it differently. For food in a world where many walk in hunger, for friends in a world where many walk alone, for faith in a world where many live in fear, we give you thanks, O Lord. Last Sunday, Doug Clausen was with us, and we had communion together. And while serving it, if you were here or online, you saw that I got a bit emotional. I don't always like to do that uh, when it happens. And thanks to you, who later on said, that's okay, emotion is good to share, it's good. But it doesn't always feel that way, for those of you who maybe have had that experience, especially when you can't speak. And yes, yes Sunday, that seemed to kind of happen a bit. Some of you were guessing later as to what I was emotional about. What was it? Well, it was this. Recently, we hear a lot of stories about the gospel as bad news. We were talking to some workers who had returned after a long career um, working internationally, mission workers, and as they come back, they say, yeah, most of the conversations now about, are about they as colonizers and being colonists or colonizers as they have gone to other countries with a message of, of the gospel. Residential schools um, being run by churches. Christians creating voting blocks which try to bring in their political favorites. What we've, and there's many more bad news stories, you could name them here. What we've done and who we've been as followers of Jesus has not always been good. We acknowledge that and we need to acknowledge it. We have to acknowledge it. When it hasn't been good, it should not be excused, it should not be glossed over, it should never be defended. We can't. We don't need to defend God if what we have done is not what God would have hoped for. That, unfortunately, though, those bad news stories has driven many people away from Jesus and the church. Some to places where they feel that more good is actually being done, others just into their own lives and personal interests. It didn't work, so I'm going to go do my own thing now. 
I have at five times felt a bit lonely watching this desertion happen. Not nostalgically lonely, I hope, as in wanting to reclaim the past. The past is gone. But lonely because despite all of our acknowledged blunders and failures, I still believe that Jesus and the gospel is good news and can bring good news. And often, unfortunately, you no longer need a very big room to hold those that do. So, I was encouraged by Doug's stories last week because they were good news stories. As he spoke, I began to think of our time in Recife in Brazil, where three small Mennonite churches gather, people with very little power and often even fewer resources to celebrate Jesus and the gospel as good news. And in some sense, I think that's why it's good news where they are and the stories that Doug shared, because the power is gone. They gather to worship and to pray and to help each other in their community. They don't wait for the politicians to be or bring the good news, although they vote and do hope for that. Soup kitchens created during COVID when they were communicating with us were without government support and help. And they don't receive tax-deductible donations for the giving that they do in those small churches. They depend on Jesus for spiritual goods, for forgiveness and grace and mercy in the tough realities and situations in which they live. While not perfect at all, they are human like we all are. I will say that generally, it's not because they or those in the stories that Doug shared with us think that they're great people doing great things, patting themselves on the back for it. No, it's because they believe themselves to be God's people, doing goods, God's good things with God's good people in creation around them. God and those things being named in the second half of Psalm 145, which Otto read. God being gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love, showing concern. That God is worthy of praise because the Lord can be trusted and is faithful to the promises that God makes. Those promises being to take good care of those who fall, to lift up those who feel helpless. God giving food to fulfill the desires, good desires of all living things, ready to help all who call, who respect God's hopes and will for all people in all things. Knowing God in this way, believing and trusting and praising God for it, they venture off into life accordingly with that as a firm grounding and foundation, to do and to be accordingly. God makes a good difference, moves them beyond who they would and could be otherwise. Their vision of transcendence, their thankfulness to God in Christ for all good things fills their imminent reality with purpose and meaning. The spiritual discipline of daily giving thanks can hold before us that same meaning as we share it with each other day by day around a table. One, another one from this book, the last one that I'll share, is one that's not sung but spoken, and I'd like us to pray it together. Please join me. Gracious God, in love you open wide the doors and welcome us into your presence, saints and sinners alike. You spread a table before us, filled with the richest fare, a feast of love and mercy, for the body and soul. We come with joy to eat and drink at your table, to taste and see your goodness, to celebrate your grace and mercy in our lives. May your spirit inspire our fellowship 
and conversation as we eat together in your presence. In the name of Jesus Christ, our companion and host. Amen. So happy Thanksgiving. I hope that we can thank God for every bit of good that we need and experience in our lives and that of those that we love. And I hope we can thank God for life given to us in Jesus, which moves us out far beyond that in Jesus' way, beyond our small circle into all that is beyond and that is asking for us to bring life to it. Led by God, who, while not seen with our usual means of seeing, through the disciplines of thanksgiving, is and can and will be seen in all of it as we join and walk together. Amen. Number 131, Praise, I Will Praise You, Lord. Praise, I will praise you, Lord, with you, Lord, with all my heart. In you I will find the source of all my joy. Alleluia. Love, I will love you, Lord, with all my heart. Oh, God, I will tell the wonders of your of all my joy. Alleluia. Serve, I will serve you, Lord, with all my heart. Oh, God, I will tell the wonders of your ways and glorify your name. Serve, I will serve you, Lord, the congregational prayer available oh there we yes thank you 
So as we pray this prayer together with you reading the bold, I hope you'll be able to claim this as your own, not just as words that are being read. Lord, you have blessed us as a church over the past year. Through good times and difficult times, we have felt your hand of grace, forgiveness, and healing. Today, as a congregation, we want to publicly express our gratitude to you. We thank you for the leaders among us, for the many in our church who offer their time, energy, and abilities to lead us, both paid staff and volunteers, seen and unseen. We thank you for the children of our congregation. Each time a baby cries or shouts, we are reminded of how much you love them. We also thank you for the young people among us, for the energy and passion they bring to us. We thank you for many opportunities that we have had to serve you, to demonstrate our love to your co- to demonstrate our love for you to our co-workers, our neighbors, our family and friends. We thank you for the many among us who make possible the ministries of Children's Church, Youth, Coffee Time with Seniors, and all the other programs here at Grace. We also thank you for the many who reach out to others informally each week. We thank you that even when sickness and accidents make our future uncertain, you are with us, strengthening, healing, and encouraging. We thank you that we can be part of the healing process as we help to care for one another. We thank you for all of those who have felt your healing and sustaining touch this past year. We thank you for friendship. We thank you for the many times we have enjoyed each other's company over meals, in times of recreation and service, and in smaller groups. Indeed, Lord, you have blessed us. We have been blessed materially, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. As we look back over this past year, we realize that we have much to be grateful for. We humbly receive the gifts you have given us, knowing that you are the giver of all good things. And so together we say, for these blessings, Lord, we give you thanks. And before I move into the offertory prayer, I just want to highlight the piece that Lori has chosen to play for us today. Um, Mel already mentioned the Palestine-Israel situation earlier, and speaking to Lori before the service, um, she highlighted that she'll be playing, um, it's number 205 in Voices Together, if you're interested in following along. Um, but she also noted that as she plays this piece, she thinks of Palestine and Israel um, and her hope that that it will be, be this peace one day. Let's pray. Lord, as we acknowledge and express gratitude for all the bounty you have brought us, we consider how we might return thanks in a tangible way. With our time, our talent, and our treasure, please accept our offering of thanks.
before we sing our closing song, Ron and I really miss our soprano and alto counterparts this morning. So, especially for this song. So if any of you sopranos and altos want to come up here and just give us some support, that would be excellent. Just bring your hymn book up here and we'll do that. Anybody? It's gonna be a bass and tenor duet then. <laughs> okay, we'll make it work. So really sing out your parts. Great. I saw one stand up the back. I saw that. <laughs> Should I name it? Excellent. We have a soprano. Also? Oh, Karen. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Perfect. We have a quartet. <laughs> Why don't we stand? This slide is for just to assist with self-reflection. Um, so as I read the benediction, I'll give you time to pause and reflect on what you experienced during the service today. Loving God, what did we see? What did you show us this past hour? Offer a word of thanks to God for what we saw and for God being active in our lives.
Amen.